Welcome to another episode of Conservative Mama Podcast. I am your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that is fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left as we refocus those F-bombs on things that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and of course, now more than ever, freedom. Uh, as always, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you'd like to see what I'm up to, you can catch me over on Instagram at Lady Devil Dog USMC, as well as my backup account, which is Conservative Mama Podcast. You can also email me at Conservative Mama Podcast at gmail.com. I know it's Gmail, but I like it when Bill Gates reads my emails. I'm just kidding. Okay, so today is December 17th. That makes it Friday Fun Day. Yay! Um, you know what? It's a little bit early in the night. Uh, it is technically almost five o'clock, uh, <laughs> but I don't have a drink with me. Can you believe it? I know you can believe it. Uh, however, I think I told you guys that I did pick up the Apothic Cabernet Sauvignon. You guys know how much I enjoy Apothic wine. I think I'm going to go through all of them for you, <laughs> um, whether you like me to or not. And I also picked up their Pinot Grigio and I not Pinot Grigio. What am I saying? Um, they're Pinot Noir. And so um, I also, I picked up a second Pinot Noir uh, from, I think, 19 Crimes. So I think I'm going to go through all of the wines for both Apothic and 19 Crimes. Um, and I don't know, I'm just going to taste test them all. So for your uh, listening pleasure here. Um, not tonight, though. I did not bring it up with me. I'm actually in my son's room. My studio moves around. Um, I do have a an unfinished studio, but uh, I often sit at my desk downstairs, and because my in-laws are here, and they've got shih tzus, and they are staying in the basement because it's furnished, and you know, it's it's lovely. Um, they're down there instead of up here. Um, I'm in Bubby's room tonight. <laughs> recording from in here so thank god it's mobile oh my goodness oh my goodness I think that um just destroys your illusion I know some of you thought in the past that I had like some kind of wicked cool setup um but I don't I have my little laptop and my microphone and my headphones so (laughs) that's what I've got here um it's not bad it's not bad okay so today is Friday fun day um I just want to you know this isn't (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not very fun, right? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this strange um, creature that I think they have planted in front of the UN building in New York. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, but I think that's where it's at. It's this um, jaguar with wings. Uh, They're calling it the the guardian of peace and security. Sounds a little uh, revelation-y to me. Um, well, a lot of people are, uh, making a lot of comments about this thing. It is, it's very, um, uh, stylistic in this kind of Aztec sort of, uh, tribal paint that they've got going on. Uh, 
artistically, it's not unpleasant to look at, okay? It's not, it's not, uh, if you're looking at it as art for art's sake, um, I've seen worse. Um, I have seen worse. Uh, it's a cat with wings. So, you know, okay. Um, but there are some people who are arguing that it's uh, an awful lot like uh, the Beast of Revelations, um, Revelation. That being said, um, there are like several beasts that are mentioned in the Bible. Um, the beast from Revelation is, is reported to have seven heads um, or purple. Yeah, ripple. Anyway, shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, in the Bible, it, it, it's said to have seven heads with, I guess, one of them uh, like a body like a leopard um, and feet like a bear. Uh, and so that I think is where a lot of folks are getting hung up on this thing, you know, mouth like a lion, a body like a leopard, um, and feet like a bear. And honestly, it might have wings. I don't remember. I looked it over again this morning and, and I, I apologize. I just, my mom brain won't let me recall that. Um, so yeah, when you take it like that, you see, okay, well, those don't really look like cat feet. Um, they they, Big cats have retractable claws, retractable claws um, made for gripping things with respect to the cheetah, which does not have fully retractable claws. Um, it looks a lot more like bare feet than it does cat feet. Okay, so okay, fine. Um, and, you know, people are factoring in uh, the Aztecs are, uh, you know, known for, you know, their bloodthirsty sort of um, sacrificial worship, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the point is, is this the, um, the, the beast of revelation that um, the Bible talks about? And some people are arguing that it is, and I'm going to probably argue that it it isn't because we really can't overlook the fact that it calls out the beast had seven heads. Um, so that being said, there is another beast in the Bible mentioned in David that um, might more closely fit the bill. And not that we're trying to make it fit the bill, right? But if we're going down that path, then, you know, there's one that suits a little bit better. They In David, he talks about his dream and he talks about the lion with eagle's wings um, that came out of the sea. So in that dream, there are four beasts um, and that happens to be one of them. And I was listening to uh, a different podcast here this, um, I'm sorry, on, uh, I think I was listening to Richie from Boston on BitChute. Uh, anyway, it wasn't his video. I think he just posted a, a, another video um, from someone else that, that really broke that down. Is this statue, um, you know, the one mentioned in Revelation? Because it does call peace and safety in the book of Revelation. But um, then you've got this uh, lion with eagle's wings that walks out of uh, David's dream, right? And so that one is to represent uh, Mystery Babylon, right? So I think if it really represents anything, um, it probably more closely resembles the one that David was speaking of. Um, and, and none of these are really great things. Like we don't want it to represent any of these things, right? Like that's, none of that is great. Um, but, you know, I don't want to contribute to, you know, the fear porn and that the sky is falling, um, you know, cause we're not there. We're not there. 
Um, and I'm not saying that these other sites are saying that, you know, I just, I've heard a lot of people discussing it, um, this, this crazy creature, um, in, you know, in front of the UN, I think everybody is pretty comfortable in assuming that the UN will be new mystery Babylon or, or whatever, right? Like, I think when they talk about one world governance, one world, um, uh, policing, that sort of thing, it, we're really looking at the UN. I don't know that we're going to have this other um, totally new en entity rise up um, as far as that's concerned. But, you know, it, who knows? Okay, so I wanted to pass that on because, you know, it is interesting. It's weird. Um, and like I said, if it's art for art's sake, um, you know, it's not unpleasant to look at. It's colorful. It's, you know, interesting. Um, if this were in an art museum, I wouldn't think twice about it. But the fact that they mentioned it's, you know, for peace and safety or peace and security or whatever, and it's in front of the UN, I think that gives people pause, especially um, if you're familiar with your Bible passages. So I don't know what it means on the whole, but um, fear not, friends. Um, we will know them by their signs and symbols, right? So, you know, maybe maybe that's just what it is. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I wish I had some better news. It's supposed to be Friday fun day. We're supposed to keep it light. So you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I'm just going to get through this portion right here and then um, we'll do something goofy. All right. But I wanted to make you guys aware um, if you haven't already uh, uh, heard about it, which maybe you have because again, with skipping my Wednesday podcast uh, here um, right now, uh, I'm not getting on top of things, but I don't need to be first. I just want to be right. Okay. 80 House GOP members vote for a bill that funds federal vaccine spying database. Yay. What could go wrong with that? Right. Um, everything, you know, look at, uh, the Patriot Act that didn't turn out so well, did it? Um, but they always sell it to us under the guise of our personal safety and security, right? Your health is our first concern. It's like when I walk through Target and over the, the intercom, uh, they're telling all the sheeple, you know, please put on your mask. You know, our, your health and safety is our first concern. Really? The, uh, the health of your customers is your first, is your first concern, is your, is your primary concern? target like that is what you how about customer service you are in existence because people purchase things from you I don't go to your store for health advice or for you to monitor what I'm doing as far as my own personal health and safety are concerned right I go to your store to purchase items that I want to put in my home or give as gifts or whatever so customer service should be your top priority not the health of your your fellow man as they're walking about let's stop pretending for just a moment that if this were 2019 no one cared about the health of everybody else around them we didn't care we did not care and I don't mean to say that to be mean or awful to people um but we didn't we wasted exactly zero time and effort and brain cells on the health and safety of everybody around us we cared about the health and safety of ourselves and our families right that's why hopefully when you use the bathroom, you wash your hands. And when you blow your nose, maybe you wash your hands again. Um, you cough into your elbow instead of into people's faces. I don't know. The fact that uh, over the their little PA system, they're like, you know, they continuously remind you, you know, that uh, if you'd like to be treated like a second class citizen and not wear a mask, uh, by not wearing a mask, then you can feel free to shop elsewhere is essentially what they're saying. Um 
It's just sort of ridiculous to me. It's just ridiculous. They don't come right out and say that, but they're like, if you would like to not wear a mask, uh, you can shop, you know, online. Oh, great. You know, again, with the second class citizenry crap, right? So anyhow, um, why do I say all this uh, and then bring up the House uh, having passed this bill? Well, you know, they're trying to build back better, which means it's going to be worse because it's their idea of better. It's the globalist elite idea of better. It is not better for you and me and, you know, John Q. Public out there who's just trying to make a living and get by and put his kids through college or trade school. Um, so the House of Representatives, they passed House Resolution 550, also known as the Immuni Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act of 2021. Doesn't that sound lovely? Isn't that great? It's like Patriot Act. Oh, you could really get behind that, right? Like the towers had just come down. America's got American flags everywhere for the first time since, I don't know, World War II. We were all united. And then they bust out this Patriot Act. Woo, George Bush. Thank you for that one. That was a hell of a gem you dropped on us. But boy, you could get behind it. It smacks of patriotism. Uh, and also some serious, uh, you know, constitutional infringement. But, you know retrospect if you know <laughs> everything is 2020 when you're looking backwards right good lord anyway uh this immunization infrastructure modernization act of 2021 will haunt us for all eternity i'm so excited um here we go the purpose of this bill is to get funding you know i love doing an english accent but i don't think i do it that great but i don't care you guys partly are here for the accents. And actually, that's what my inner monologue sounds like. <laughs> she is British. Anywho, the purpose of this bill is to get funding for the immunization system, data modernization, and expansion. Oh, expansion. Wow. They don't even have this damn thing rolled out, and they're already looking to expand. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, let's just continue and then we'll make comments. The purpose of this bill is to get funding for immunization system data modernization and expansion couched in more ambiguous terms such as expand, enhance, and improve immunization information systems. It, is it essentially means that the government wants to be able to track who has and who has not been vaccinated. I wonder why they would want to do that. You know, gee. I wonder historically if we have any precursors to how that would have played out. Mm, I wonder if we have any examples of how bad that could actually be for people. Nothing? Nothing comes to mind? Nothing at all? Okay. Just, just asking questions here. Just asking questions. As the bill officially defined it, quote, immunization information system means a confidential, that's cute, population-based, of course, computerized database that records immunization doses administered by any healthcare provider to persons within the geographic area covered by that database. Isn't that interesting? The information system means a confidential, really, really, you mean confidential in the same way that, uh, Confidential information seemed to be leaking out of the White House left and right when Trump was in office? Confidential like that? <laughs> Confidential like, you know, um, what you say to your doctors between you and your doctor. Confidential like that? 
Hmm, that sounds like spying in your medical history, doesn't it? What about uh, what about confidentiality between a person and their lawyer? Like when the Democrats went after Trump's lawyer and the whole client uh, lawyer privilege went right out the window. Confidential like that? In what way could the three-letter agencies abuse the crap out of that confidentiality? I have no idea. I'm so excited. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Uh, population-based computerized database system, because that can't be hacked, right? You know, maybe they could put it all in the cloud. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, wait, didn't, didn't the cloud just go down and the Pentagon get pissed? Huh. Weird, weird. I hope they do store it all in the cloud, you know, because I would want uh, uh, Bill Gates, <laughs> who never graduated from med school, I would definitely want him to know all of my medical history. That would be great. Especially my VAC status. Idiot. Okay. Uh, by any healthcare provider. Whoa, you could be administered to any, by any healthcare provider. What are we labeling now as healthcare providers? Because, you know, I come from the, the time when doctors, licensed doctors, licensed nurses, licensed healthcare practitioners, uh, we're the only ones who could give you some type of immunization. But as it turns out, it sounds like the National Guard could be rolled out to also do the same thing. Uh, weird. I don't want any Tom, Dick, or Harry just, you know, like stabbing me in the arm with a vaccine. I don't want to be just stabbed in the arm with a vaccine. I don't care who's giving it to me. But uh, yeah, so what are we calling healthcare providers? You know, now that science and, and medicine and all that crap is dead. You know, thanks, Democrats, you killed it. But with the help of Republicans, of course. Anyway, it sounds like something that would only be backed by Democrats, but a healthy minority of Republican representatives voted in favor of this bill as well. Hmm. Of course they did. Remember what I told you? Uh, there are plenty of Republicans who are just Democrats in red, ladies and gentlemen. Um, maybe they could just stop pretending like Adam Kinzinger, right? Like... He's not a Republican any more than he was part of the Tea Party. He hijacked the Tea Party, got in, and then started serving himself. Way to go. But anyway, uh, let's see. I wonder if it brings it up. If I click this, um, who who voted yes to this? I've heard like Dan Crenshaw, and that's no big surprise. Uh, Democrat. Oh, it doesn't say. <laughs> oh, maybe it does say. Oh, yeah, well, I would have to, oh, all votes, okay, let's put yay, all yays, okay, um, all parties, let's just do Republican, um, <coughs> excuse me, okay, so, um, wow, 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 all right, if you would like to know who's on here, um, we have got, uh, yeah, Dan Crenshaw. Yep, he did. Yes, he did. Mr. Red Flag himself voted yes to this. Of course he did. Let's see if our buddy uh, um, Kinzinger also voted yay, because one could expect him to do so. Do, do, do. Yes, of course he did. In no way does Adam Kinzinger disappoint. He absolutely, th you know what? The sad part is, is both of these men served our country. I guess they're a different kind of patriot than some of us. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? Yeah, so 
I wanted just to look up those two um, to see uh, where they fell. Um, not that we uh, we really had to ask that question, but um, here we are. Here we are. So if you would like to know uh, if your uh, representative voted yes for this, you can go to clerk.house.gov um, and it's got the roll call, bill number HR 550. Um, <coughs> excuse me again. Uh, and you can actually uh, take those votes and you can um, filter it. So I filtered through Republican and then just yay uh, vote, uh, votes. So you can absolutely do that. Um, <laughs> and then you can find out who, uh, who did the voting here. Isn't that great? So yeah, the majority were Democrats. Oh, look, all Democrats. They got 214 yays. Not a single Democrat showed any sort of spine. At least 130 Republicans showed a spine. Um, I, we can assume who those are, but uh, uh, if you would like to know if yours are the party of yay, uh, go to clerk.house.gov. Um, it's bill HR 550, and you can uh, filter that for yourself. Okay, so let's just continue on. Um, surprisingly, representatives for Kentucky, Florida, Nebraska, and Texas were among some of the Republicans that voted in favor of passing the bill. You know, at this point, is it really surprising? These representatives voted to allow $400 million in taxpayer funding to go toward tracking vaccine rates. Awesome! Isn't that great? Don't you guys just get excited to know that your taxpayer dollars are going to fund your own collar and leash isn't that great like <laughs> isn't that amazing I don't know about you but I feel like I've done my patriotic duty if I can spy on my fellow Americans and their vax status then I have done my duty as an American patriot you betcha oh my goodness uh yeah that is ridiculous and disgusting. Um, here we go. Republican Jeff, uh, Republican Representative Jefferson Van Drew of New Jersey, of all places, voted no and spoke out strongly against the bill. This bill is another attempt by House Democrats to extend their government overreach by tracking unvaccinated individuals and recording personal health decisions made by the American people. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> They're never going to give you back your life prior to 2020 we're never going back to that like normal is gone ladies and gentlemen that type of normal is gone now what you have to do is fight and you have to not comply don't comply we're going to lose businesses but they're already crushing the economy so start putting things in order start getting yourself ready don't give in to this daggone vaccine garbage because you know what? You're setting yourself up for failure. They're just getting you ready. If this isn't the mark of the beast, and I'm not saying that it is, but they're just getting you used to marching lockstep and taking marching orders from a government that does not have your best interest in mind so that when the mark of the beast rolls out, you will dutifully you raise your hand and say, okay, look, it wasn't easy when we stormed the beaches of Normandy and we took Iwo Jima and we fought a civil war and we fought the revolution. It wasn't easy in any of those circumstances. It wasn't easy for our founding fathers to stand up to King George and say, enough, we've had enough, we can no longer abide. It wasn't easy. It takes courage and courage 
my friends, is not the lack of fear. Courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is what you do in the face of that fear. What do you decide to do? And it's not going to be easy. And I'm not sitting here trying to pretend that it is. I've got a cardiac baby. I have to make decisions. What am I going to do? What am I going to do if I can't get him his medications? I have to think about it too. We all do. But it's not just about right now, here and now. It's about the future. What sort of future are we leaving our children? And now you want to just look the other way and say, well, you know, they're tracking. They're tracking you. Like a microchip when you track your dog after he ran away and somebody catches him and, and you know, they, they use the wand and they're like, oh, he belongs at such and such address. Let's call the owner. Yeah, that's you. That's you. I mean, you're not allowed to ask somebody. You're not allowed to misgender people, especially in New York City. Holy crap, you misgender somebody, you, you're, you might be going to jail. But your vaccination status, now, well, everybody needs to know, okay? That's need to know. Do you see the problem with this? It's ridiculous. Uh, there, and he goes on to say, there's no reason that $400 million in taxpayer dollars should be used to fund a program that creates a database to store citizens' private medical information regarding vaccination status. And he's right. We absolutely shouldn't be funding that. This is ridiculous. This, this uh, Capitol Hill does not work for us. No longer are we being represented. We're not being represented. And maybe we haven't been for a very long time. But what do we do about that? This majority in Congress, he says, is doing everything in their power to seize control of Americans and exert federal control in every aspect of our daily lives. Hmm, sounds a lot like communism. We see time and time again Democrats wasting taxpayer dollars on legislation like this. Well, that's what Democrats do. They pretend to be the party of the little guy, but they haven't been the party of the little guy maybe ever. Maybe ever. They only ever care about minority votes every four years. And then... No sooner do they get the votes that they scrap them. And how many times, minority friends, how many times do you have to be pandered to before you go, eh, that doesn't seem right. And I know it's not my listeners because my listeners are smarter than that. But every time I run into somebody and they buy the pandering, whether they're a woman, they're somebody, you know, of minority, you know, black or Hispanic or whatever, whenever they buy into that garbage, I have to wonder. How many times can you get pandered to before you go, hey, wait a minute, nothing ever seems to pan out. I, you know, I agree, like I've said before, I agree with Dan Bongino when he says, you know, the Republicans are not the answer to all of your problems, but in a very large sense, the Democrats are the cause of your problems. Look at what they do. Minority communities do not thrive under Democrat control. They really don't. Okay, uh, so that's that, you know, we're going to throw $400 million down the drain. And that's just the beginning, because remember, they talked about expansion. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that is just the beginning. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so we said we would do something kind of fun, and we shall. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's lighten it up in kind of a fun, dark little way, right? <laughs> I know, you're going, Sarah B., what are you talking about? All right. You guys know I like the weird and unusual, so it's almost Christmas time. It's almost our year mark. December 21st, I think, is my year mark. Yay! Okay. Krampus. Mm, 
And I'm not talking about that thing that shows up, you know, every month for us ladies. I'm talking about Krampus. Does anybody know about Krampus? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. So let's blow your minds. Okay. You know we have St. Nicholas. Okay. Um, we've got a wonderful uh, history with St. Nicholas, who then eventually uh, became Santa. But what about Krampus? Okay, let's go. Every year in December, children in Austria get ready for St. Nicholas to visit them. If they've been good, he'll reward them with presents and treats. But if they've been bad, they'll get a lot more than a lump of coal. They'll have to face Krampus. (laughs) Krampus. Isn't that a fun word to say? Okay, Uh, enough. Who's Krampus, you ask? He's the half-man, half-goat who comes around every year to chase naughty children and maybe even drag them to hell. Ooh, that's, uh, that's extreme. European, although, you know, I have met some very naughty children. Okay, European versions of St. Nicholas have long had scary counterparts like Belschnickel, Belschnickel. You know, I have to apologize to my uh, European listeners who are going to listen to me just absolutely slaughter the Germanic language here. Belschnickel and, oh no, Necht Ruprecht. Oh gosh. You know what? Just pray for me, friends. Just pray for me. Nicht Ruprecht, who dole out punishment. Krampus, Krampus. Krampus is one such character who comes from folklore in Austria's Alpine region, where he's been frightening children and amusing adults for hundreds of years. Krampus and St. Nick's other bad boys. What? How many other bad boys are there? Looks like there were three. Okay, Krampus and St. Nick's other bad boys have their origins in pagan celebrations of the winter solstice. Later, they became part of the Christian traditions in which St. Nicholas visited children to reward them on December 5th or 6th. That's right. You leave your shoe out in case you didn't know. And then there were little treats in there. Around that time, his menacing partner would also visit kids to punish them. And, you know, maybe I should bring this into my house. In Alpine Austria and some parts of Germany, this day was known as Krampusnacht or Krampus Night. When adults might dress up as Krampus to, to frighten children at their homes. You know, you haven't met my little heathens. Uh... <laughs> Maybe this is a great idea, and we've just absolutely missed out over here. Oh, America, maybe we need to embrace this. Children might have also seen Krampus running through the street during a... Oh, my. Really? A Krampuslof? Krampuslof? Krampuslof. Literally, a Krampus run. Krampus. If Krampusnacht was a way to scare kids into behaving themselves, then... The Krampuslauf, which isn't tied to a specific day, was a way for grown men to blow off steam while probably still scaring kids. Austria. Y'all are weird. Austrian men would get drunk, well, naturally. Is anybody surprised by that statement? Austrian men would get drunk and run through the streets dressed as the fearsome creature. Uh, how many, is there any footage of this? Like, Kramp, does this still go on? Somebody let me know. Like Krampusnacht, the Krampuslauf tradition continues to the present day. Oh, shit, I should have, oh, sorry, <laughs> should have just read that. Ah, uh, good lord. Okay, the introduction of mass visual media couldn't help but sweep the charismatic Krampus up in its wave. When the postcard industry experienced a boom in Germany and Austria in the 1890s, it opened the way for Krampuskarten. Oh, so you might just get a Krampuskarten. 
<laughs> I'm going to get a Krampus carton for letting the S-word slip. Ah! These holiday cards weren't meant to make you feel warm and fuzzy. One's marked Gross von Krampus. Greetings from Krampus. Uh, showed Krampus stuffing a distressed child into his satchel or preparing to hit one with his bunch of birch sticks. Oh my. These Many of these postcards depicted Krampus going after children with his sticks, leading them away in chains or carrying them off in his bag. Wow, that is extreme. There were also cards that were a little more adult. Krampus cards in the 20th century show him punishing children, yes, but also proposing to women. Weird. In some cards, Krampus is portrayed as a large woman whipping tiny men with her birch sticks and carrying them off in her satchel. Isn't that the modern-day feminist movement, though? I mean, come on. On some level, isn't it just exactly the same thing? In another, a smiling woman dangles her defeated-looking Krampus in the air, holding his bunch of birch sticks behind her back. You can draw your own conclusions about the gender politics in these. I think we did. For over a century, most Americans probably never saw a Krampus card. You know, we're really missing out. Or even knew who Krampus was. That changed in 2004 when art director and graphic designer Monte Beauchamp, 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 whatever, published a book of Krampus cards and helped organize an art show inspired by the cards. Whether or not Beauchamp is primarily responsible for introducing Krampus cards to the U.S., Krampus has since become part of an iconic icon, hmm, oh, ironic icon. How about if you learn how to read? In America, Etsy has a whole section of items inspired by cla classic Krampus cards, and if you don't have the time to send cards, you can buy ugly Krampus sweater to wear for your local Krampus party or Krampus law of Krampus popularity in the U.S. arguably peaked around 2015 feature film Krampus, which was probably garbage because I didn't see it um, and shouldn't be confused with any with the many other low-budget Krampus movies. Really? Maybe, maybe it should. Okay. Um, this, even though it's relatively new to us here in the U.S., this Alpine legend is the original Bad Santa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us tonight. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Get the last of your Christmas shopping purchased and done and wrapped, and then sit down with some spiked eggnog if you're of age and enjoy yourself responsibly. Love and God bless, and as always, stay deplorable, patriots.